0: good morning good afternoon good evening or good night that depends on you where you are and what time you are listening i am the meatball it's early wednesday morning that i'm speaking to you Uh, last week i started you off with a linguini phone call of praise Uh, linguini likes to call in and comment on that how he liked my show. So uh, I'm going to give you somebody who I guess doesn't really agree. It's kind of a troll call. We'll start off with that.
1: Hey, me Paul, this is Wiz Without. This is my first time calling you this new year. Uh, Unfortunately for me, I start the new year with the flu. Uh, I did test negative for the COVID, thank God. But I got to admit, I was a little nervous while waiting for my results. And while I was waiting for those results, it got me thinking, you know, life is short and precious, and we all need to be a little nicer to each other, and I'm going to start by being a little nicer to the meatballs. I figure it's the least I can do since I'm filling your girlfriend's gravy boat with my Alfredo
0: sauce. Happy New Year, Meatball. Alrighty, I like the name Whiz Without. For those of you who don't know, that's uh, South Philly lingo for ordering a cheesesteak. When you order a cheesesteak at a real South Philly cheesesteak place, what you do is you tell them what kind of cheese you want, and then you tell them with or without, which refers to with or without fried onions uh, because it's the most simple order when you start adding mushrooms and pizza steak and all that stuff. You may have to change, but generally, you walk up, you want cheese whiz, you say whiz. You want onions, you say wit. You don't want onions, you say without. I'm a provolone wit guy. That means I do provolone cheese with fried onions. So uh, maybe I told you how to order a cheesesteak properly in South Philly. I don't know. But uh, one thing Mr. Wiz Without forgot is this is the Meatballs for America podcast. I am the meatball. I sign off on final names. I love the Whiz Without name. I'm just going to build upon it. We will call you Whiz Without Brains because uh, you think you're a whiz and uh, you're without brains with that comment. Uh, but hey, you want to call in and put me down or insult me? Go ahead and do that too. Meatballs for America is a free speech podcast. You can exercise that right to free speech at 307 363 2669. You can express your freedom of speech through email meatballs for america at yahoo.com. They're all lowercase, and it's the number four in there, not the word. But give me your points. Give me your views. Tell me anything you want to tell me. You want to bitch and bellyache? Bitch and bellyache. You want to complain about me? Complain about me. You want to tell me I'm wrong? Call in. Tell me I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. I welcome the conversation. I love speaking to people who disagree with me more. I don't learn from people who agree with me. So once again, you can get in touch with the Meatballs for America podcast via the voicemail, hotline, gripe line, whatever you want to call it, 307-363-2669. You can also find me on Facebook. I'm known as Frank Talker on Facebook. Find me, send me a friend request. I will accept. You can find me on Twitter, MBS for America. That's at MBS for America. It's a capital M, capital B, capital S, the number four, capital A, Finnish Spelling America, at MBS for America on Twitter. I will be putting polls and questions and things up on those uh, social media pages that I will discuss here on the podcast. So if you want to participate, feel free to do so. Follow me in those places. Call me or email me, Alrighty, so uh, for today's show, uh, I'm going to read a rather lengthy email to start off with. It's somebody, I guess, who listened in to some of my vaccination points last week. And he's made some good points, and he brought up some topics that we probably should cover. So uh, first, I'm going to read this. Hopefully, uh, I won't put you to sleep with my reading skills. But uh, let's start off with this. It's anonymous. I don't know who it came from. Uh, Based on the email address, I'm assuming it's a man, so I will refer to him as he, uh, as I discuss it. But he starts off, so real quick, since you're good at making points, you need to bring up natural immunity and the proper use of this booster shot. Natural immunity is not spoken about nearly enough. Finally, doctors are starting to talk about it on stations other than Fox News. It's a real thing and is way better than the vaccine because your body learns to defend itself naturally, and the defense lasts much longer, if not forever. We just don't know. I am keeping it short as I can. I am my own guinea pig. I caught COVID in August of 2020. It sucked. Low grade temperature every day, no energy, body aches, felt like total shit for over a week. I lost 12 pounds because I had no appetite, even though I never lost my sense of taste. Guess what? I survived and felt invincible. Why should I ever get the vaccine? Now there are millions and millions and millions of people just like me who are protected against the original variant probably for a lifetime. Well, I just came down with Omicron because it's milder or because I have the antibodies. Who knows? So you're not protected against every single variant, and none of us ever will be as this thing continues to mutate. Symptoms Head cold, stuffy nose, felt a little off. I am in day five, and I feel better every day. Now I am double defended. Should I get the vaccine? Should I get a booster? I think a vaccine on me would be a waste. Let someone old or in a foreign land and where they don't have access to vaccines get my vaccine. The world would be better served. I don't need it. So there is that point. My second point, these corrupted, twisted, anti-science lords of our higher education institutions are forcing booster shots on young, fully vaccinated, healthy as goddamn horses, 20-year-olds. What the fuck? Well, WTF. Now, that booster is clearly not needed by the lowest at-risk population in our country. Get that to the sick, the weak, and the old. Give that to every African kid, every old Mexican woman, anyone on the dang planet other than a young, healthy, fully vaxxed 20-year-old. Simply put, this is the dumbest ass-backwards policy I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's a big reason why Americans have no faith in the government or the CDC. And Anthony Fauci, don't get me started. He is nothing more than a corrupt politician with a degree. You don't need a medical degree from Harvard to see the obvious. That's it. Okay, so that was uh, his email. Uh, My response real quick, I'm not really well read. On natural immunity, because uh, I don't intend to catch COVID and acquire natural immunity. Uh, He is right. Uh, Everything I have read does state natural immunity is much better and will probably last longer. Uh, It don't last a lifetime. That's why he got it a second time. It don't protect you against other variants. Okay. Vaccines were never designed to stop you from catching the disease. It's designed to stop the disease from taking hold of you and giving you its most harmful effects. That's number one. Um, Now, you like to say naturally acquired natural immunity as opposed to vaccine-induced immunity. Vaccine-induced immunity is natural immunity. Uh, I don't know how many people are familiar exactly with what a vaccine is. The early days and some vaccines today and the first vaccines, they actually gave you a small viral load of the actual disease. One that wasn't life-threatening and one that wasn't going to get you real sick. So your body would see it as a threat. And destroy it and learn how to destroy stronger viral loads of it in the future. It's exactly what the vaccine does. Uh, with the advances in science, they are now able to either simulate the disease or simulate an aspect of a disease to trigger your body's natural immunity to defend against it. Then the vaccine is destroyed and gone or the remnants of the vaccine and your body is left with nothing but its natural immunities memory on how to attack a threat and destroy it. This particular one seems to be more catchy after the vaccine because what they did is they replicated, synthetically made that protein spike that COVID takes when it's really about to invade your cells and take over your body. Has to do that to kill you. So that's when the vaccinated immunity starts recognizing the disease. Sometimes when you initially catch it, you do not recognize the the protein spike because there isn't a lot of that protein in it yet. Um, Now, as far as the 20-year-olds, what happens with diseases like this and why vaccinating a lot of people and as many people as possible is important is because every time a disease or a virus like this hops from one host to the next, it replicates millions of times. Within those replications, there are mutations, thousands of mutations. Many of those mutations can't survive. Uh, consider them kind of like birth defects. Um, some kids may be born albino because of a mutation. Uh, some kids are born with mutations that they can't live but a week or two. Um, same thing with these uh, viruses. They reproduce, replicate inside the body millions of times. Some of those replications are offspring, for lack of a better term, or mutations. Some of these mutations survive and become other variants. And the more times it replicates, the more times it mutates, the higher the chance that a mutation that is deadlier and more resistant to the vaccine will come along. Now, in most science, in most cases, each mutation is weaker. But that's not a guarantee. That's not a definite. And yes, you can catch the disease as a healthy 20-year-old, fight it off, maybe even be asymptomatic. Two problems with that is, you gave the virus a chance to replicate and mutate and spread to other people, and number two, there is a much, much, much greater chance Of a disease in a young person, whether it be a child or an adolescent or a 20 year old, and overcoming that disease to have detrimental, serious, maybe even deadly side effects in your future life than a vaccine. The other thing, you've acquired natural immunity through it, God bless you. But 1 in 50 people die before they acquire that natural immunity. And that's the biggest drawback to natural immunity. And people do talk about it. The only people I hear downplaying natural immunity are the anti-vaxxers or the anti-mandate people who want to say they're not even giving natural immunity a chance. You can't let 1 in 50 people die. You can't let 5 million people catch the disease and 1 in 50 of them die. That's more deadly than anything we've ever seen in our lives. Um, And that's what people aren't understanding. Uh, But that's uh, where I'm at. And, uh, you know, the Omicron, they're saying it is weaker. I, I definitely believe... The fact that so many people are vaccinated is why not as many people are dying. But deaths are climbing with the new cases. A week ago, the seven-day average on January 3rd of daily deaths was 1,330. Yesterday, the average daily death count was 1,667. So it jumped 337. That's almost a 25% increase. Um, but that's why if you doc, your doctor does not tell you You have serious dangers in taking the vaccine. You should take it. Whether you have natural immunity or not, the only thing it's going to do is make you stronger. It's all reward, tiny, 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 very little bit of risk. Look at the 8 billion people who took it and look at the documented side effects or major problems. Very, very little. Last bit I'm going to give you on this vaccine. If this vaccine is only as safe as penicillin, it would have killed 2.5 million people already in the 8 billion doses. So it's tracking much safer than penicillin because it's killed less than a 1,000 people. Keep that in mind. All righty. Um. I hope you got some information from both the email and my comments. I do want to reiterate the best place to get any information and decide what your best course of action is, is with your doctor, your physician, your medical provider. Um, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I just read a lot of things and form my own opinions. Ninety percent of what I say, though, is opinion. Uh, Speak with your doctor. Uh, he knows your medical history, you know your medical medical history, you bring all that together, you find the best course of action for you. Uh, the majority of the people, the best course of action is going to be the vaccination. Um, but not for everybody, it's not a one-size-fit-all thing. Now, uh, what I usually do each week is I put a feeler out and a quest out for some fun responses. Uh, I did holiday traditions, I did guilty pleasure TV shows, Uh, and items like that. I forgot to do that this week. I was busy. I didn't put any requests out. So what I'm going to do in lieu of that to break up some of the Spite and Vinegar and help us have some fun while we discuss this is I'm going to call it Revisit a Year. This episode, we're going to revisit 1986. I'm going to ask you some questions that were probably common knowledge back in 1986 to you and to anybody living then. But now we may have to really search our minds and see if we can remember So first one's a layup. It's not really even one of the five questions, but it's just to get you in the mood. We're revisiting year 1986. I want to know who was your president and who was your vice president? If you can't answer at least half of that, don't even bother listening to the rest of the questions. Uh, But I will have five more questions for you throughout the podcast revisiting 1986. First, I want to get on to a new phone call. It's a new voice. I haven't heard this voice yet, so I believe it's a first-time caller. He didn't give himself a name. And he sounds like Dude. So I'm going to baptize him and name him Dude because he's got his attitudes, his opinions, and uh, sounds like he just wants to be left alone, live his life, and doesn't think he can affect anything really. But uh, without further ado, here goes that phone call from a new guy, Dude.
1: Hey, Meatball. I listened to the uh, podcast the other day, thought it was good. Uh, I just, when I heard about your, uh, your opinion of this president compared to the last president, it just, that that shit makes my head explode. They both suck. They all suck. This guy, he, he can't put two sentences together. And the last guy was a fucking maniac who has rallies and who goes to rallies. What is wrong with people? Neither one of them care about you or me or anybody else. It's all a magic act. It's sleight of hand. Get everyone arguing with each other over here while we make ourselves rich over here. Just one guy's opinion. All right, keep up the good work. Later.
0: Well, there you go. And that is an opinion. That's what I'm looking for. I need your opinions on things and not. So uh, the dude basically says all politicians are creeps and don't care about us, which for the most part, I agree with. Uh, My father often said, you don't spend $10 million for a $200,000 a year job unless there's something more in it. And that the more in it is shakedowns and bribes and getting paid off. And that's what Joe Biden is definitely the only thing Joe Biden has succeeded in, in his entire political career. Uh, The man should have really accomplished more by accident. And uh, I felt very similar to you, dude, but uh, I used to fight with everybody about Trump because I hated Trump. I couldn't stand him. I was scared to death when he got elected. He screwed a lot of people in Atlantic City and I live in the shadow of Atlantic City. He screwed people I personally know on deals Um, And after all the investigations they did on him during his presidency and how much they tore everything apart, as much as I don't agree with his business practices, as horrid as I think they are and how awful it is what he did to other people, he didn't do anything illegal. He learned how to use bankruptcy as a financial tool and to better his business and his position. Um, And I also just, as he was president and they kept telling me what a liar and how awful he was— I was making more money. My investments were doing better. I wasn't afraid when I seen Putin or June or Xi on air because I didn't think any of them would try anything as long as he was our president because they respected and feared him. They don't this guy. Uh, As far as they just distract you to make themselves rich. Donald Trump is the first president in a long time who lost money and net worth as president. He also donated his. Entire presidential salary, I believe it's in the ballpark of four hundred thousand dollars, back to charity. He didn't take a dime for being our president, and he lost millions. So I believe he was worth damn near three billion when he was elected, and uh he's barely over two now because he wasn't able to focus on his businesses because he was doing good for the country, and he really, really did. You got it, dude. If you can do anything, please just just start comparing some of the work product and things that Donald Trump did as president because he's not a politician. And uh, I didn't vote for him in 2016. I did what I would think is one of the most offensive things ever at the time. I abstained from the 2016 election because I feared Donald Trump. Uh, I didn't, I thought he was a narcissistic lying animal. (laughs) And uh, that's what they promoted him as. That's what everybody says he is. But if you really listen to him and look at what he accomplishes, he isn't. He isn't. His attitude just is, I'm going to say what I'm going to do and I'm going to keep saying what I do till it gets accomplished. He did it succeeding in real estate. He did it with no experience in television, making a number one show. He told us all he was going to become president. We all told him he was nuts, and he did. He told us all he was going to have a vaccine in under a year, and we all told him he was crazy, and he did. The guy gets things done. The guy succeeds. Um, Is he pompous? Is he an idiot? Yeah. Am I going to have dinner with him? No. Would I have a drink with him? No. Would I date him? No. Would I fuck him? No. Do I want to hang out with him? No. I want him running my country. He did the best job of my lifetime. Definitely the best job since Ronald Reagan. So uh, that's where I stand, dude. Uh, I got another call coming on with some complaints about Biden. Then I'm going to get into my failing and failing Joe Biden presidency. Go over some of his lies, some of his promises, and some of what he did not get done that he said he would get done. Uh, That's coming up next.
2: this is Stromboli. I'm calling about Joe Biden's handling of our whole COVID situation. Uh, you know, one of his big uh, things that he touted himself for was how he was going to eradicate COVID. Clearly, he's doing a great job at that, just like everything else. Uh, now, do I blame him for COVID still being around? No. However, I do blame him for a much higher number of deaths than are needed. Um, why specifically? Is number one, why is he not putting into some kind of war production act or something similar to Warp Speed, what Trump did with the vaccine for these different treatments that are known to be effective, specifically the monoclonal antibody treatments. They've been proven to be pretty much the most effective treatment that is at least uh, agreed to by the experts because I think some of the other ones that there's questions on may be effective, but people don't want to admit it, but we won't go into that. But the monoclonal antibodies, he's actually rationing supply, as opposed to ramping up production, which is directly causing deaths to Americans. He should be fired just for that. The second thing with this handling is, and this is actually probably going to be a little controversial, but food for thought. So all these vaccine mandates. Now, this doesn't cause any more deaths than vaccine mandates. And in fact, you could argue that the vaccine mandates could potentially save the lives of those who get the vaccine, where my problem is with. Mandates in general is just by the word mandate, the fact that they're requiring it. My problem is that they are firing people for not getting the vaccine with the illusion that people getting the vaccine are then therefore less likely to transmit the disease. Seems to me, based on the numbers how, for example, Omicron is spreading, that isn't the case. Now, I'm a believer in a vaccine and that it will make your symptoms and your, your, your issues, I should say, and your chances of death much less if you get the vaccine and you get COVID. However, seems pretty clear to me it doesn't really stop the transmission of the virus. And so for him to fire people, which in turn is causing another health care crisis, in addition to the one that is being caused by the COVID crisis, um, to fire people, especially in healthcare care, for not getting a vaccine, while your hospitals are being overloaded seems extremely irresponsible to me, and is also therefore causing more deaths. I'd like to hear your opinion on those two things. But at the end of the day, his handling of everything he does, but especially COVID, is actually, that might be the thing he's doing worse than everything else, which is hard to believe because he's doing it pretty damn shitty.
1: Let's
2: say you.
0: I'll bowl you out. Alrighty, I got my guy from pointsbet.com on the line again, he's a regular, Uh, you kind of just eavesdrop on our uh, personal conversation, we talk, you listen, hopefully uh, you get entertained a little, so at my guy from pointsbet.com, how you doing this week?
3: Good meatball, I'm doing good, man. I was licking my chops a little bit from the the Sunday, but I I made a nice little comeback on the Bulldogs on uh, last night's game, so
0: feeling pretty good. You, you, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you got me coming and going because uh, Sunday, uh, as I was watching, I, I I chickened out. I didn't follow through with laying a little skid all on your pick, but I noticed the uh, Titans layup. Uh, you were about as lucky with layup as you are with lock. I uh, did not come through, so I was really gonna bust your balls, but i thought alabama killing that georgia was a given and i was really going to get to stomping on you and you basically tutored me on that one so we'll we'll call it even on that on your on your handicap ability but you're much better in college i guess
3: well, usually I'm a little better in pro, but it just worked out. I mean, we are gambling, so there are one thing for sure: there's no guarantees any of these games. Uh, you know, Tennessee was out to a 21-0 lead, and you thought it was going to be a cakewalk, and all of a sudden they ended up winning the squeaker, and then Georgia looked like they were actually going to get beat, and they ended up pulling away toward the end. So it's uh, it's always entertaining, and that's and that's the key factor here. Enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, keep, keep the bets small to a number where I would say lunch money, don't bet, uh, weekend vacation money, just throw some lunch money, some dinner money on these games makes it much more interesting.
0: Yeah. And guess what? At my age of 53 and my sedentary nature, I can afford to miss lunch every once in a while <laughs> that, that I will say, all right. So, uh, big thing we got going on, obviously at the playoffs, uh, my Eagles, uh, I believe you're an Eagles fan too, or are you completely impartial? No, absolutely an Eagles fan, but at the same time,
3: I'm not afraid to bet against the Eagles like I did when the Cowboys smushed them, because that was just, to a guy like me, obvious, COVID list, rest your starters, game means nothing, Dallas wanted it more, they played their players, that was a layup, that's what I should have gave out to your listeners, but it was a little too far ahead. To, to see what was actually going on with the game,
0: I would I would have never aired it if you said the Cowboys were going to beat my <laughs> Eagles. So, so so you didn't miss any boat on that. That would have gotten that would have been on the edit room floor. I can guarantee you, my guy. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right, so uh, kicking off this weekend, Saturday, we got uh, the Raiders. Which oh, by the way, <laughs> I, <laughs> that game hit overtime. <laughs> And uh, they only kicked a field goal on the opening drive overtime. Like they're going to fucking tie and both make the playoffs. Ah, that I, was
3: so crazy. That dude, was absolutely crazy.
0: I thought the FBI was going to subpoena our phone call because we we talked about it before it happened.
3: Well, it was it was seven hundred and fifty to one on a tie on points bet. So you could have bet hundred bucks, and if the game ended in a tie, grab seven fifty. And I know we have a limited amount of time. But if the coach for San Diego wasn't such a moron and call a timeout with 30
0: seconds left, the game would have ended in a tie. It's amazing. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. He cost himself
3: a playoff spot. Eh, moron. Good.
0: good. Idi- idiots get what they deserve. All right. Let's go through these games real quick. I say what we do is we each pick a game. I'll tally him up and we we get to bust each other's stones about it next week. We
3: All right. Sounds like a plan. You want to go first?
0: Yeah, I'll start off with that. Saturday, 4.30, the Raiders at the Bengals. The Bengals are minus five and a half. Yep. I'm going to take the Raiders in the points.
3: Well, you know what? I don't mind it, but I have to go with the Bengals at home. they are really been waiting a long time to, to to get a playoff win. The Raiders were... They had to win their last four games. They've been through so much this year. I think we talked about this last week with John. Gruden yeah, we getting did. Fired With the And I said they were going to beat San Diego. I mean, you didn't give me any credit for that.
0: Uh, that, I, I, that was my pick, too. I, I got video proof of that pick before <laughs> I spoke to you. <laughs>
3: Well, as much as I'm pulling for the Raiders with all they've been through, I'm going to have to take the Bengals at home this week. Just going to have to do it. Lay the points and take the Bengals.
0: All right. So we're opposite on that. You do this game first. You At uh, 8-15, you got the Patriots. At the Bills. Bills are minus four.
3: Yeah, this is an interesting game, right? Division rivals, they split this year. Buffalo's at home, minus the four. Mac Jones hasn't been great on the road this year. I think he only has a couple of wins on the road. I don't love the number four I could see a field goal game here, but my money's going to be on Buffalo at home to, to find a way to win the game. It's going to be close. It's not my favorite play, but if I'm forced to make a pick, I'm going to take the home team in this one.
0: We are opposite on this one, too, because you are right. They are uh, rivals, and they did split, and the road team won both games, actually.
1: Mm. And— uh,
0: I, I just you know I know the Bills won the division last year too. I just don't believe they're a real team. I just really don't. So I'm taking the Pats and their their genius coach with the four points in that game. Sunday we got my Eagles uh, against the Bucks minus eight and a half. Put absolutely no stock in his pick whatsoever. I got the Eagles seventy three, the Bucks two, and it's uh, an intentional uh, safety that the Eagles take. <laughs>
3: Wonder great prediction. You could get some long odds on that on
0: points. What, what would that slider bet pay me on that?
3: <laughs> We'd have to look that one up, but a whole hell of a lot of money. I could tell you that right now. Um, I hate to do this, but I do pull for the Eagles whenever they play in a meaningful game. And this is a meaningful game. So I will be pulling for the Eagles, but we're picking these games. I have to go with the Bucs. The Eagles haven't beat a team with a winning record.
0: All year you uh, probably that know is that. incorrect.
3: Who did they beat with a winning record?
0: The New Orleans Saints ended up 9 and 7. That's a winning record. We're 9 uh, and 8. Okay, so
3: <laughs> going into this week, correction, going into this week they didn't beat the team. Which,
0: the yeah. If there was not 8 uh, 17 games this season, they wouldn't have beat a team with a winning record. <laughs> <laughs> and no. I no. I only yeah. know that right off the tip of my tongue because my nephew posted all over Facebook about the Eagles not beating a winning team. And uh as soon as the Saints won, I was like, God, they beat a winning team.
3: <laughs> well, we stand correct. That's why the meatball gets his fact straight. Uh bottom line is Bucks blow out bad teams at home. I and mean, I'm saying Eagles are a bad team, but you know, they average I think it's eighteen points. They killed Carolina. They get a team at home and they lay the wood. So I'll be pulling for the Eagles, but if I had to bet it, which I don't have to bet this game. I would bet Tampa Bay, minus the eight and a half.
0: I got you. I, I, I could agree with that. Now, this one, I, I mean, I'd love to go one way, but I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I think you pick, take this one. We got the Niners at the Cowboys. Cowboys are laying three.
3: Right. So uh, San Francisco is a popular pick right now because they have a lot of intricacies to their run game. And they're just, you know, they're, 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 they're starting to peak at the right time i just think dallas is going to find a way to win the game and cover the spread so i'm going to go with the cowboys at home i don't really have a super strong reason but the public's going to be on frisco so that's usually a good thing when you go the other way so i'm going to take the cowboys minus the three all
0: right i I see that so we agree on that game now i got Wow, okay. Yeah, I took I took it first. I told you. Yeah, I said. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I like to take the Niners, but I think the Cowboys are going to win. I can't stand the Cowboys, but what are you going to do? Now, 8:15 uh Sunday night, we got the Steelers at the Chiefs. Chiefs are laying 12 and a half. That that one George to start with.
3: Well, this is my favorite pick of the week actually. You have Kansas City at home against a team that should not even be in the playoffs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love Big Ben. The guy's been a fantastic quarterback, but he reminds me of Peyton Manning when he was his last year. He's just at the end of his rope. They have no offense. They're very limited with what they can do. He can't throw the ball down the field, and Kansas City can shut that type of offense down, and there's no way Pittsburgh's going to slow down. Kansas City's going to put up 30, 38 points I see a 38-17 game, 38-10, something like that. KC and a blowout in this one.
0: Yeah, I see the same thing. I was thinking like 41-10. to 10, So we agree on that one also. Uh, this one we may disagree on. Uh, Cardinals at the Rams. Rams are laying four. Uh, you took that one first. So I'm first on this one. I mm-hmm. actually think the Cardinals are going to go in there and beat them. I really do. Uh, I, I think... 49ers turning it on and spanking them last week. Uh, It's going to mess the Rams up. And uh, I'm not sold on Stafford being an everyday stud. He's good, but he's missing something, I think. So I got the Cardinals plus the four.
3: Yeah, like to me, this is the toughest game of the week to actually pick. I mean, this game, once again, you got division rivals. Doesn't happen that often that they're matched up. I know this playoff season's a little bit different than in the past. I mean, it... (laughs) I'm to, I'll take the home team when in doubt. This is what the guy does. I take the home team when in doubt. They seem to get a few more calls throughout the game. They're, you know, sleeping in their own beds. They're more familiar. And I, I, I'll take the Rams minus the four. Maybe their defense actually shows up this week. They're supposed to be such a vaulted defense, yet they had San Francisco with Garoppolo go down the field 90 yards. I mean, that was a joke. So maybe their defense shows up this week and they, you know, Kyler Murray, I'm not thrilled with him. I don't even know if D-Hop's playing this weekend. Is he back, DeAndre Hopkins?
0: Uh, You know what? I did not check. I I do remember I had notes down to look on it and I never looked. I have to check. If
3: if he's in, that's a big deal. Uh, For right now, since we're doing the show now, I'm going to say I'll take the Rams minus four.
0: All right. all right. I got them all written down. I'll cover them. Uh, I'll go over them after we get off the phone for the for the people listening, but I, I don't want to keep you tied up. Too, too long. I want to cover a couple of other things. Uh, so uh, who do you like uh, overall for the season? I, I, I don't think anybody's beating Green Bay. I really don't. Unless well, Aaron Rodgers you- catches COVID again. <laughs> no, it. God forbid.
3: Listen, the Packers aren't even going to test that guy you are not even going to risk him. <laughs> ever. Not playing. You're clear. Go ahead. Play. Uh, I agree with you there, Neapol. You got to. Uh, you got to love the Packers. They're the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year, for good reason. Um, they got the best quarterback. Their defense is playing good. The path through the Super Bowl goes through Green Bay, and you know how hard it is to win in Green Bay. Um, yeah, I see a Green Bay matchup against Kansas City. Um, I mean, I think Kansas that's exactly
0: City, my Super Bowl, yeah. Green Bay, Kansas City rematches Super Bowl two.
3: Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see it. Great. Two great quarterbacks going at it, it would be a great game.
0: That I, I agree. I would do. We got a lot of good quarterbacks in football right now. We really, really do.
3: I mean, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert for the Chargers are the next Brady Rogers. That's who they are. Those guys are just fantastic. Both of them.
0: And when you got Mahomes, who's already won basically the, oh, the yeah. next Brady Rogers there, uh, that guy's going to be tough to stop. He's, I mean, he's the only one who's got a shot at winning nearly as many Super Bowls as Brady, but I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. He's won seven Super Bowls. He's been to 10. That's amazing.
3: Absolutely. I mean, you will look back on Brady's career whenever he retires. And hope that, 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 that'll never be matched. Right. I mean, well,
0: he's, he's another one who's had to have made a deal with the devil. By the way, Nick Saban's only 70 years old. I said 80 last year with the meatball factor. <laughs> <laughs> he looks damn good for 70, though, too. He looks better than me, and I'm 53. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I, I'm going to do a bunch of spite and vinegar today. I'm talking about all of Joe Biden's failures. Do you have a favorite Joe Biden failure, or are you one of those people who believe he's actually doing a decent job?
3: Well, I wanted to tell you real quick, if I could, about this prop that I made last night. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, you know, I always ask you about the prop bets. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, the, the prop bets are a lot of fun. Like we said, hey, you take 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 15 bucks, and you throw it in a crazy parlay. And hey, if you get lucky, you're walking away with 30, 40 grand. So this is what I did last night. I did the Capitals minus one and a half, the Utah Jazz minus 11, the Pacers money line plus 220, San Antonio money line plus 200. Jameson Williams for the Alabama who had to get over 112 yards and had like 70 in the first quarter, then blew his knee out. Oh, I hope he's okay. Colorado minus one and a half goal. The Kings minus one and a half goals. Now I know that's a lot to follow. And I went through that really quick. But yeah, but it makes,
0: is, makes a lot of interesting to follow when you're sitting on your couch.
3: Well, you have an NHL, you have NBA and you got the you got college football. So you cross, you cross these prop bets and look, I threw 20 bucks on it. My payout was ten thousand four hundred and three
0: dollars for twenty dollars. How close for did you 20
3: get? Twenty bucks. Now I did not win, but if you do a bet like that, fifty-two weeks a year, you're you're, you're the one that's good at math. How much money is that? Fifty-two times twenty.
0: It's a thousand forty.
3: Okay, and you win one of them. How you know you're gonna probably win one if you did it every single week? You probably would win one.
0: Yeah, you're up eight thousand dollars. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So, and then you know, t- for twenty bucks, I mean, it's it's, it's it makes the, it makes you, the evening much more interesting. I wanted to mention that.
0: You know what I used to do when I was an, actually an avid football better? Mm-hmm. I, I used to parlay the same two teams from week one until they won, and then I did it actually, and, and and you always end up ahead. You take two good teams, really good teams, yeah, and if you keep parlaying and for the longest time, a fifty dollar reverse. New England and overs and a $50 reverse Philadelphia and overs went like 12 and four each year.
3: I can believe that. I can totally believe that if you, if you stick with a team that's good against the spread and put them over in a parlay, I, I can't see it being worse than, you know, eight and eight. And even then you'd win money because the parlay pays
0: more. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's really pretty pretty amazing. But, uh, you know, each week I do a fun phone call. I didn't have time to do that this week, or I didn't put the feelers out for him. So what I'm going to do this time instead is uh, I'm doing a remember when year, 1986. Uh, it's my uh, year of being 18. It was when I was an, almost an adult. And I'm asking five questions about that. So uh, I'll give you five questions, see how you could answer them. All right. First one you first,
3: one, you— first one
0: 1986? Yeah. Okay. You should be pretty good. First one you should get. If you don't get the first one, I'm not even going to bother asking you any other ones. <laughs> who was president and vice president of the United States of America in 1986?
3: 1986, I'm going to say Ronald Reagan.
0: President, vice president?
3: Uh, vice president was, who the hell was his vice president? Um, I can't remember right now.
0: Big George. No. Yeah, G-Dub, Big George. Oh, that's right, G-Dub. Wow, yeah. I should You're right, I should have
3: known that. Well, hopefully you
0: asked me the rest. At least I got who the president was. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I'm, well, vice presidents are I can. I always forget Dick Cheney. I always forget he was Little George's vice president. Um, and I actually only remembered it. I actually had to search my mind for a minute to remember the name to tell you. But I only remember that I forget his name, not that he was vice president. <laughs> uh, what was minimum wage in 1986?
3: Well, I had a minimum wage job in 1986, and I can tell you it wasn't a whole hell of a lot of money. Um, I was working at the mall at a burger joint, making minimum wage. I was in high school.
0: I'm going to say $3.30. $3.35.
3: Close.
0: Close. Yeah. I I had no idea, but yeah, $3.35. Yeah. This one, I'm shocked. Even looking at it, I can't believe it was. And you should know, especially I was in the financial field for a while. But what was. The high for the Dow Jones industrial average in nineteen eighty six. What's the highest it reached?
3: I'm gonna say five
0: thousand. See, that's what I thought it was. You're not you're gonna be shocked. One, 1, 1955.
3: And it's sitting at thirty
0: eight thousand. Yeah, yesterday I wrote it down just to say. Yesterday it closed at 36246.
3: to <laughs> You got a time machine I could borrow? Go back to nineteen eighty six, uh, and I'll meet you here. We'll be we'll be loaded.
0: Shit, <laughs> I, we 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 go back to ninety six and do all. We could go back. When did Bitcoin start? That's as far back as we got to go. That's true. We go back to high school in nineteen eighty six and do it I've, again. I would like to go back to eighty. Yeah, No one what I knew then. All right. Highest grossing film of 1986. Give me one of the top five.
3: 1986. I got to wrap my head around 1986. Uh, Terminator. No. Uh, I'll say, is in a top five? Nope. Nope. Okay. Also, no, that was way after 1986.
0: Terminator must not have been an 86 movie because it definitely had to be a top five in the year it was out, but it wasn't in 86.
3: All right. So I'm going to just say, I don't know, as opposed to mumbling and bumbling and a bunch of ahs. I'll just skip that question and I'm, I'm done. Count the
0: number out. one was Top Gun. But, uh,
3: oh, shit. Right. Oh, uh, I know that
0: was 86. Yeah, I won't give you all of them. But yeah, that's the thing. It's hard to remember the years on those. Uh, yeah. Number one TV show. And I got the top five. Can you give me one out of five?
3: Well, Seinfeld I would say would be one.
0: Was not That started... That wasn't out yet, I guess, because it wasn't a top five. What year? Are
3: you talking about top five, what that year? In
0: nineteen eighty six. For nineteen eighty six. Oh shit! Nineteen eighty six. I don't even think I watched TV in nineteen eighty six. Um, two of them, you'll uh, two of two. If I said you'll know. After right the other ones, yeah. I mean, you'll know uh, all the you'll know all the shows, but you'll be like, oh, I, yeah, I definitely should have known that.
3: What, the, love <laughs> the Love Boat.
0: No, the Love Boat was not a number one TV show for eighty six. Uh, Uh, Oh, oh, wait,
3: wait, I got one. How about Married with Children?
0: No, I I don't think Uh that was out yet. I think these are all college shows that came out while we were in college, because I believe you're my age. How about Cosby Show? Okay. Cheers.
3: Yep, cheers. Those
0: two you should know, but then you got The Cosby Show, Cheers, Uh, Murder, She Wrote, The Golden Girls, and Family Ties.
3: Family Ties, Golden Girls, I didn't start watching until about 2008,
0: on Syndicate. Yeah, I I started watching that after it got got off the air. Yeah. How about this? Can can you name the four major sports champs of 1986?
3: Okay. So 1986, I'll say Edmonton Oilers won the Cup. I'll say 1986 for baseball. Mm, The Toronto Blue Jays and then football, the 49ers, and basketball. Was it uh was it the Celtics in eighty six? How'd C- I do?
0: <laughs> you got the Celtics right. <laughs> okay. Bears won the Super Bowl. The oh, Mets The Mets oh. won the World Series. That was uh it? the ball between the guys' legs. What was his name? Yeah.
3: The Bill Buckner.
0: Yeah, uh, the Canadians won the Cup. I would have said Edmonton too. Uh, yeah, Canadians
3: won the Cup. So you threw me off with '86 because you know it's always the '85 Bears that we refer to that team.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that throws that, that I don't, when I when I actually read that, that's what I said was going to throw people off because yeah, I'm always yeah. confused <laughs> as to what year they count the Super Bowl. Even the Eagles, I I I I never know whether the 2017 Super Bowl winners or the 2018 Super Bowl winners. Yeah, I mean, if you said who won in
3: '85, it was Mike Dick and Jim McMahon and the and the you know Chicago Bears and Buddy Ryan's a defensive coordinator. I love that. team.
0: Oh, that, team that team was awesome. The Super Bowl Shuffle. Remember the video?
3: Oh, the Super Bowl Shuffle. Let me tell you, that was the first game. I think I bet a hundred dollars on the Chicago Bears, which was like a million dollars at the time for me. And if I remember correctly, they won the game forty-six to ten.
0: I know they were destroying them. New England, they beat. Um,
3: yeah, they beat the Patriots. They smashed
0: them. Yeah, ten. I think it was forty something to ten. It was. It, it, it I was actually working at Denny's that Super Bowl Sunday. Um, oh my god! And I was having a whipped cream fight with the waitress almost the whole game, and I just go run back in the break room and check the score. Uh, oh my god! Great. Yeah, that's that's. A, I have a great story about that too. We'll have to share that next time because uh, we're we're way over time again. We're into twenty three minutes on this phone call. can uh, yeah. just go off and you start talking about sports. So, um, yeah. Hey, listen, I'm real quick. Uh,
3: I'm I'm going to work on a uh, a bonus uh, at points bet for your listeners if they sign up. I'm going to try to get them a free match bet five hundred bucks, hundred bucks, fifty bucks, two thousand bucks, whatever, whatever you know range they're in. And we'll try to get a code. Uh, we'll get we'll, we'll get something going for the next call. We do this through the playoffs, and maybe we can give your, your listeners some free money.
0: Oh, sounds great, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Again, that's pointsbet.com. Check it out. Wait till next week to sign up, though. We may be getting some free money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, my guy at pointsbet.com. As always, it's been a pleasure. Look forward to talking to you next week, and let's see who wins out of these six games.
3: Yes, I like my chances because your your record's not that great, especially
0: especially with my seventy three to two <laughs> Eagles pick, right?
3: Yeah, that one's that yeah, that, that one's not too good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that one I'm probably losing, I think. But, uh, dude, you have a great one, man, and I'll talk to you next week. Take care, buddy. All right, brother.